three habits that guarantee online success on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Accounting and bookkeeping mistakes destroy thousands of small businesses every single day. Bookkeeping doesn't have to be hard. Turn to the number one invoicing software for small businesses. Start for free today at servnomaster.com backslash FreshBooks. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Hello and good morning. It's another perfect sunrise here. Sitting outside, it's a lucky morning. The rain has stopped. Yes, the birds are singing because the rain was pouring all night. Now they have a chance to catch a breather, so they're celebrating. My son's not awake yet. There's no background noise. We have a chance to spend a little time together. Yesterday, I had so many things I wanted to get done. I started feeling overwhelmed and my eyes started to get tired. And when my eyes get tired, that means I can't work on the computer anymore. And this is where the rubber meets the moat. See, one part of me says, hey, justification, take the day off, don't work, you're done. But I can't really afford to do that right now with uh, some of the medical bills that are coming in and some of the challenges my family are facing. I need to build more future infrastructure, future proof in case I need to spend another week or two weeks away from work taking care of my wife or children. So after lunch yesterday, I was sitting there and I had a couple of different directions I could go in. I could play a video game or slack off or take a nap or listen to an audio book. There are all these different things I could do. Would be relaxing and fun, but wouldn't get much done. And this is where the power of your habit takes over. If you have good habits, you have good habits in your days, then good things will happen. And the first habit that I recommend, the first habit that really helps me to have success is to structure your day. For a long time, I was a big believer in just work when you feel like it. But my success has become more structured in recent times. Less luck, less let it all happen, and more of consistency. This many hours leads to this much revenue. This much work leads to this much growth. That effort, it comes from having a bit of structure. And part of it comes from having my children. So because I have children, my day has to be structured a little more mathematically. I have to get up at a very specific time. This morning I woke up at 4.40 a.m. Before I had children, I would have been like, oh, back to bed. But now I uh, read a few blog posts, looked for some inspiration. I looked at all of the things I downloaded to my iPad to see if I felt like using one of those topics, but they were all social media topics and I didn't really feel like talking about social media today. And I looked at my own list of ideas and I thought, oh, three habits, that's something I love talking about. I love talking about habits and it really applies to what's been going on this week. So I fooled around for five or 10 minutes knowing that I needed to be out here by five. Now my wife put my son to bed early yesterday. I'm worried he's gonna wake up in the middle of this recording, but hopefully not. But because I have children, I have to get up at a specific time every day. And if you can build that structure into your day, then you know when certain things are going to happen. I know that from 5 to 6 a.m., that's daddy time. That's my podcast time. That's my quiet time before the kids wake up. 6 a.m. is my exercise time. That's when I do yoga or go out on the ocean. I'm looking at the water right now. The waves are looking pretty frisky. I might go out there. I'm not sure. My back's a little bit sore. So I may do yoga because when I do a yoga exercise, my back starts to feel really good. It gets strong again. These are the thoughts that are on my mind. But by being up this early, I get things done. If you don't get up at a specific time, you still need to build a structure into your day, as in you need to have the things you do right when you wake up so that you have an order. Time doesn't have to be the limit. It doesn't have to be built around 
what specific time of day it is, but instead you can build your day based around how many minutes after you've woken up. So you can have a routine for whenever you wake up, whether it's 10 a.m. or 2 p.m. And that used to be how I structure a lot of my business. I don't like having a lot of meetings or specific times of the day when I have to do specific things, but having blocks of time where you handle things yourself or handle things in a certain structure is good. And you can also have a habit where you say, okay, every day I do two hours of this, two hours of that, and two hours of this. Build out your day with that type of structure. You can become more rigid and use the Pomodoro technique. I talk about that a great deal in 20K a day, how to build a really powerful writing habit. When you have a bit of structure, when you have things organized, it's far easier to be consistent. See, when I go to the gym, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I go at 3.30 p.m. It's the other thing that's on my calendar recently because I go with someone else, so we had to find a time that we both know, so we both know when we'll be there. I now know if I've missed my gym session. If I'm not there at 3.40, then I know I've missed it. It's very clear whether or not I've done or failed to do a task. I have a lot of projects that I'm working on that I fluctuate. I kind of work on what I feel like right now. I'm doing a lot of catch-up. And people give me a lot of grace because I've been through some stuff with my family. So I can work on projects at my own pace and I always try to maintain that in my business. This means I can forget to work on something. And in fact, yesterday I discovered I was supposed to be working on a presentation for a project with someone and I completely forgot about it. Right after you told me about the project, I had a tragedy in my family five minutes later, so it got erased from my memory for a week. And as I was going through messages, I go, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this. Fortunately, I'd recorded the conversation, I'd taken notes on the conversation, and even begun working on the project. I'd already downloaded the template I wanted to use. So I had a few moving parts in place, and yesterday I began working on that project. If I had it tied to a specific time, then I would have remembered sooner. A way you can strengthen this habit is to use project management software. I wish I was good at project management software, I'm not. I always try and load up things into task managers and project managers and organize myself and use these time uh, tools. But I've never been very good at them and now because I don't know how long I can work every day. I can't tell you, oh today I can work on the computer three hours, five hours, eight hours. I don't know the answer to that. Every day it's a different amount of time based on what's happening with my eyes. Eventually my eyes start hurting or they get tired and I have to stop working. Now I've been doing some eye exercises, some techniques that I'm really excited about using the Bates method and things appear to be getting better. I'm gonna have to invest more time in improving my eyes. But I believe that the damage or the strain they're experiencing from the computer can be repaired with a good exercise regime. And I found um, some cool training online that I'm going through and it isn't making a difference already. But for right now, I can't put out blocks of time because I don't know how long I can work. I have uh, an element of my ability to work that's outside my control. So it's made it even harder to product management in this way, or to project manage myself. I try my best, but there are only so many things I can do. The second habit to lead to daily success, the second habit that will lead you to financial success is to be fiscally responsible. And the way to do this via habit is to find someone that you have approved every financial decision. My wife doesn't understand the majority of my business, but every financial decision I discuss with her she doesn't always understand it. She just says, well, if it's for your business, you gotta do it, you gotta do it. But it's the process of communication. It gets me out of the emotional loop. Yesterday, I realized I have to buy an ISBN. As you know, if you remember the Facebook group where you follow some of the newer lessons I've been teaching, I've been developing a set of cards, a set of motivational task cards that go along with Serve No Master. They came in the mail yesterday. They're really, really good. They totally met and went beyond my expectations. I'm excited about them. So. To sell them on Amazon, they need an ISBN. Now, if you buy a single ISBN, it's $125. If you buy 10, it's $295. If you buy 100, it's $575. So it's not very cost efficient 
to buy one for 125 when I know I'm gonna need more. I already have two more packs of cards that are almost ready to go. But I know I'm gonna need more than 10 because I'll also need ISBNs for my journals and other things going on the line. So really the more efficient purchase is the 100. And then I thought it's a, big, it's a large amount of money to spend on a small thing that's only getting a small amount of my attention today because so many other things are going on. And rather than jump into that decision, purchase, I do know I need to make the purchase, but I'd rather wait until it's the right moment. So talking through the decision, just talking through it out loud with you right now, this is why I didn't make the purchase yet. I clicked add to cart, I made the profile, I was like, you know what, when I have time, because I don't have time to actually upload the cards to Amazon today. I'm not quite there yet. I'll be there soon. I'm gonna do it in the next couple of weeks. Is that why I pay now when I can pay just as easily in a couple of weeks when I've got more bandwidth, when I can add the ISBN to multiple cards at once. That's the secret, that's the key, and that's what you wanna do. You want to talk out your decisions. You can make your decisions with your spouse, your partner. You can talk out your decisions with your dog. Just talking out your financial decisions out loud will help you. I know a lot of people, when we first get in at marketing, one of our big struggles is chasing that shiny object, is buying that next product, and I get in the same way. For certain purchases, I talk to different members of my staff. I'll talk to my social media manager and say, hey, do I need this social media software? Do you need that software? I'm seeing these ads. And I let her make those decisions because she's more frugal than I am and she knows what she needs and what she doesn't. She can really control that part of the business and she's very aware of what we need to do. She puts together graphs that she sends me every Friday. She understands social media in a way that I don't, that I don't have the mental bandwidth for. And so I have different people. It's not always my wife. Mostly it's my wife as far as the spending of the money, but sometimes for do I need this, I'll talk to other people. Making decisions, financial decisions, isolation, it's one of the first things we kind of fall into as internet marketers, independent authors working for ourselves, and we have to make these financial decisions. And the way copywriting works, the way sales letters works, is emotion. They get you caught up in the excitement of the moment. They say all these emotional stories are bringing you on a journey, and they want you to make a decision without activating the logical part of your brain. This happens to me all the time, and I know this because this is how I write copy. And it's important to add in this step of the process. Now, as a customer of mine, this means you'll buy less of my stuff, but it also means you'll make better decisions. You'll buy stuff that you actually need rather than stuff that gets you excited, and that's okay by me. That's okay for me, because it means in the long run we'll have a better relationship. So yeah, I want you to get excited in the moment when you're reading a letter, but then I want you to share it with the person you make decisions with, a person you bounce ideas off with, and so that it becomes a logical decision. It becomes a decision based on logic, not emotion. That's what I really seek for you. That's what I'm trying to create. When we get caught up in the emotion, sometimes we spend money and later regret it, or then we gotta refund it, or then we kinda of feel like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, I don't have time to do this. I got so caught up, why did I do it? Half the time, when I decided to talk to my wife about a financial decision, by the time it's a chance to talk to her about it, I forgot what it was. I was so excited in the moment, I can't remember what it was a couple of days later, or even a couple hours later. So adding this decision to your cycle will help you to become more fiscally responsible, help you to be a better purchaser. I have a couple of things that I've been thinking about buying for a while. They aren't very expensive, one of them like $27, but I've been waiting a week to buy it. Adding in a time gap is really valuable. Most of the products online that have scarcity elements, it's false scarcity, they'll still be sale a week later. No one's shutting down their doors or gonna refuse your money in a week. Or there's gonna be a new version of the same thing coming out. You don't have to feel trapped. You don't have to feel like stuck making a fast decision. If you watch infomercials, they tell you all the time, Oh, if you call in the next five minutes, you get this special deal. You think you're not gonna get that deal if you call tomorrow? You think they know which market you're in and which commercial you're actually watching? They're running thousands of ads a night. It's just a buying technique. It's just a closing technique to get you in that buying state, that emotional state where you make that decision. Break that loop and you'll stop making poor financial decisions. You can add in a simple rule of don't buy a course until you finish the last one. 
Even better, don't buy a new course or new piece of software till you made money from the last one. Or you made back your investment from the last one. You spent $100, make $100. You spent $1,000, make $1,000. You spent $10,000, you gotta make that $10,000 back first. The third habit that will help you to succeed is diversification. I diversify projects for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons I diversify right now is my medical problem. I have to have things I can do that don't involve the computer. It's kind of amazing how certain parts of my business have become super productive. Right now, if you're watching the blog and you're watching podcasts, that part of the business has slowed down. That's an area where I've become limited. That's an area where my eyes have really held me back and they fall into the bottom of the priority tree. But I've finished more books in the last two weeks than I did in the previous six months. Because I'm able to dictate and the quality of my dictations is actually unbelievable. Dictation. I'm working with and my transcriptionist, she can take my dictation and it looks as good as most of my books do, most of my writing does, after the second draft. After the you know, rough draft first draft or rough draft second draft, however you want to call it. Not rough draft, but the one after that. Which means most of the grammar is pretty tight, most of the structure is pretty good, and I can edit quite quickly. So a 20,000 word book that she's transcribed, I can edit in a single day and it's ready to go to the editor or it's ready to go to the early reviewers that quickly, very effective. Right now, I'm editing my way through Control Your Fate. I dictated that two weeks ago. The entire book is transcribed now. I have already edited the first couple of chapters. I've already edited about 10,000 words of it. That's what I was working on yesterday when my eyes got tired, actually. I can only do so much editing. The old me with no eye problems would have edited the entire book in two, maybe three days. It's around, I think, 80,000 words, 70 to 80,000 words long. And I was able to go through and do my rewrite and my edit and clean it all up inside Grammarly very quickly. But now I can't do that. I can only do it for about an hour a day. Editing is one of the things that really makes my eyes tired. It's just life. It's something that I have to accept. But having multiple projects, having a diversification means that yesterday when I was sitting there and I didn't want to work on the computer anymore, my eyes weren't all the way worn out, but I didn't want to push them. I went out on my dock and I recorded an entire new book. I recorded a new book. It's called Networking for Job Seekers. I have a certain number of people that are job seekers that follow me or that found me. Not everyone who follows me wants to start their own business. Some people want to start a side business or some people see the value of getting a promotion or maintaining a solid job while they build their business on the side and that's fine. I see value in that too. You don't have to burn the boats. It's an option but it's not necessary, especially if you have children and you need health insurance. It makes sense to have a job or get a new job or maintain things. Additionally, I have a friend who's very large in that space. He's very big in the job seeker space. And I know that I can push my book to his audience. And I have a couple of ideas for ways that it can be very effective. I think that with his existing audience, I'll get them to all buy the book and leave reviews. It's very powerful. Additionally, I can allow him to give it away to his new audience base. So it'll introduce thousands of new people to me every single week. This book was ready because I prepared myself for diversification. I have three notebooks. I'm about to open a fourth notebook for my eyes, but the notebook that I had out yesterday is my projects notebook. I have outlines in it for structures of products I'm working on, and then I have all of my book outlines in it. So I already have four or five other outlines for books written down in this notebook for when I need to diversify, for when my eyes get tired. Yes, it's good to work a project until it hits profitability. And that's something I've always believed in. But you also need to diversify based on 
your attention span and based on your emotional state and based on your conditions. In my case, I'm limited by certain things. What this can mean is that as working as an author, some days you work on blog posts, some days you record videos, and some days you work on writing a book, or some days you work on editing. So you're still working towards the same goal, following the same pattern, you just work on different parts of the project. I also got a haircut last week so I can shoot more videos. The challenge of shooting videos right now is that my neighbors have been well, forever having construction and there's always a saw running. There's pretty much a circular saw running 22 hours a day and that means I can't shoot videos, you have a saw in the background. And finding enough time to go and find somewhere quiet and sneak off without the kids going crazy or anything is a little bit of a logistic challenge right now. But that's something else that's on my list. Oh, I can't work on the computer, can't work in the house, can't record a video because they're making noise, I can record audio because only the transcriptionist here. Oh, I don't want to work on a book, I can record a video. I have a list of videos and in fact I'm going to work on adding more list of video ideas to my little notebook, to my notebook where I have my other ideas for when I can't work in the house. And this is how I diversify. So I'm still working towards the same goal. I haven't changed my business structure. I'm not suddenly teaching Facebook ads. I'm not suddenly doing live events. I'm mostly doing the exact same thing but I'm building a day around what I'm capable of doing. And so these three habits help me to stay on the path to success and they'll make a big difference for you. Having blocks of time in your day, controlling the way you spend things and having a habit built around diversification. Diversification has always helped me stem the tide of boredom and now it's helped me when I'm dealing with these other problems. So it's not diversification of goal, it's not diversification of strategy, it's diversification of tasks throughout the day. I spend part of my day editing, part of my day writing, part of my day working on videos. By splitting up your day into these pieces, into these parts, you can accomplish more in less time. This is how I'm able to adapt to my situation. So yesterday, I stood out on the dock. It was actually quite stormy, so I couldn't sit down where I normally sit. And over the course of two hours, I dictated an entire new book, which will be transcribed in order. It's the third book in the queue for my transcriptionist right now. I wanted to make sure I have enough work in front of her that I don't become the delay in her work. And I'm sure she appreciates that. The last thing I want to have to do is sit down and go, I've got nothing to work on today. I don't want that to happen. I'm way ahead of schedule and I want to stay way ahead of schedule. When you're building your business, I want you to always think about ways to stay on track. Think about what is the most efficient use of your time. I recently reassessed my business and realized one of my limitations was that I don't have enough books and products on Amazon. When I realized I don't have enough books on Amazon, when I was observing some of the people I work with, I shifted my strategy and that's why I've invested more time in outlining and transcribing and putting books out. And you'll notice that my book quantity has gone way up. Even though other areas of my business have slowed down, mostly because of what's gone on my family and medical issues, I found a way through dictation and transcription to increase my output in other areas. The only area where I'm slow right now is my editing and rewriting. Unfortunately, I can't do it at the same pace I used to, so that will be the gate on my products for the, going, for the future. And so now I have to prioritize how I spend my time. I have to prioritize how much time I spend in front of the computer each day, and more and more editing becomes a priority, and other errors are gonna slip back, and in fact, I have to figure out a new strategy for posting these podcast episodes. I love spending all the time writing the descriptions, putting together the show notes, adding the images, but I can't do that anymore. So I'm gonna to have to figure something else out. I'm gonna to have to probably bring someone into the team to handle that task for me that I can't do, not because I don't have time, not because I don't have passion, but because right now my eyes can't handle it. 
But that's how we can grow our business. We focus and refocus on what our priorities are. We use the 80-20 rule and say, oh, I need to do this, it's more efficient, it's more profitable, and I need to add this to the top of my priority tree. I need to make this a bigger part of my habit. So even as what we're working on might shift, when you have good habits, when you have these good habits in place, your business will continue to grow. And these are the three habits that really will make a difference and guarantee your long-term success. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Follow me at facebook.com backslash serve no master.